0: the best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. Jesus, when we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, I'll tell you, every other blessing that we have will just spill out of us.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast On the Bright Side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them bobby at onthebrightside.org, or join the discussion on facebook as you listen to on the bright side you will hear these messages as they were delivered at bobby's church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program no matter what your situation is bobby has the gift of being able to relate and empathize this show is brought to you by nebo tools nebo tools N-E-B-O is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America trusted by many at work home or play let Nebo light your way now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for on the bright side with entrepreneur business owner and spiritual life coach Bobby Bollinger say this with me Dear dear Lord I want
0: your blessing On my life. Now, whether we express this verbally often or not, this is a constant declaration for every Christian, isn't it? Because we love the Lord and we desire His blessing on our life at all times. And I want to assure you this morning that God intends to and plans on showering you with His blessing. But you have to remember to do these four things I'm going to tell you about to maximize His blessings. On your life. The first thing to remember is that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you will ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. When we accept Him, we are already eternally blessed. Can you say amen to that? You see, God blesses us in many ways, but He starts our relationship out with the greatest blessing of all He saved us, He gave us life, hope, and a future. And the word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Of course, we want God's blessings on our life. But first, we have to stop and acknowledge that when we have accepted Christ, we are blessed now and forever. Amen. So we want God to keep blessing us. Okay. the next thing we have to remember is this. We celebrate God's blessings by worship. The word says, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel I'm very blessed? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you are. You know why? I just told you why. Because of Christ, I live. That's why. And when we adapt this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and the hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong and we celebrate because through Christ, we're saved and we're blessed. So we elevate Christ and then we celebrate Christ for everything he's done for us. And that brings me to the third thing we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith. The word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards, blesses, those who earnestly seek him. You see, many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way. Because we don't always know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust him. If we did know, we wouldn't need faith. So sometimes we can be going through the fire. But still we can know by faith that God has his hand on us. The Lord said, don't worry, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And finally, we have to remember that we are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. Now, we could make this part all about money. The word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but that would be way too limiting of God's purpose in our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. Jesus. When we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, I'll tell you, every other blessing that we have will just spill out of us. The word says that we are even supposed to respond to people with bad attitudes. Did you know that? It says this. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with what? Blessings. Because to this, you were called that you may inherit what? Blessings. That's what you were called to do. If you know something? I'm blessed. I am a blessed man. It took me a long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about that. And it's only been since I have understood that that God, ha- God has begun to bless me in ways that I could have never hoped for or imagined. You see, everything that we have is because of the grace of of God. If you want God's blessing on your life today, you just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate God's blessing in your life through worship this morning. Expect God's blessing in your life by faith in him and his word and share what God has blessed you with. And I promise, I promise that no matter what happens, you will always live a blessed life.
1: Did you know that God rewards his children for obedience? Up next, when we serve others, are generous and obedient, blessings will follow. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk about giving from a a perspective that's rarely
0: talked about. And that is to ponder this question. What expectations should we have concerning our giving? Well, I tend to believe... What Mr. Ruskin says right here He says the highest reward For a person's toil is not what they get for it But what they become by it I think we all believe that's true Whatever we throw ourselves into We believe makes us stronger Makes us wiser But the question still remains Is that still all we are to expect From our giving Let me share something with you from the word In the Gospels, the Lord says this. I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me and the Gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. And with them persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Well, it so happens that the Lord said this to his disciples right after his encounter with the rich young ruler, who, if you recall, wanted to join up with Jesus, but when faced with the decision of giving up everything he had, he couldn't do it and he walked away. But I'm fascinated by this passage because I believe it destroys any notion that people, some people would say or some teachings would have us believe that we are never to serve God with an eye toward reward. That all serving and giving is meant to be without any expectations. Well, let me tell you something. I think God knows us better than that. He knows that we're creatures who desire results from our actions in our life's work. And I believe that he tailor-made our destinies with lots of promises and incentives attached. In this passage of scripture that I referred to, he tells us that the sacrifice of walking away from family and work to pursue the gospel will result in a hundredfold reward in this present age. He didn't say how it would come and in what area, Of life it would emerge But honestly with a promise like that Did it really make any difference The point is the Lord used Reward and incentive To motivate His disciples all the time He talks about it at least Nine times in the Sermon of the Mount alone So as we grow in our relationship with the Lord It's not A selfish act To have the expectations of his blessings and his rewards God wants us to he expects us to live in anticipation of the good things that he has plans for us the word says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you plans to give you hope in a future and we need to be clear that his rewards have nothing to do with God needing to bless us because of anything that we've done Because listen to me, we can't work our way into position to deserve anything from him. It's very important not to forget this point. God is a debtor to no man. You can go on all the mission trips and teach all the Sunday school classes, you can. And it won't make a difference in the owing department. Because the ledger would always be so lopsided, it wouldn't be any point to it. God is a debtor to no one. But he is extravagant with his promises and his rewards, especially to those who serve him and are faithful and those he loves. And the word Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter. And the author talks about the great heroes of the faith here and he mentions many of them by name Noah, Abraham Moses and toward the end of the chapter he says this what more can I say I don't have time to tell you about all the other ones who through faith conquered kingdoms administered justice shut the mouths of lions Quenched the fury of flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle. You see, all those heroes of the faith, the ones who were challenged, the ones who were persecuted, the ones who went through so many trials, God prospered them. And he gave them many victories in their life while they lived here on earth and even doing that God made it clear to them that they didn't even come close to receiving their ultimate reward while living on earth you see when we give of ourselves when we serve others when we're obedient and generous with our giving we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God Will follow. We may not know when He's going to do it, where it's going to happen, or what area of our life it will arise. But God is true to His promises, and the blessings will come. The cost of being faithful may be great, but it will never outweigh the benefits of pursuing Christ first in our life. Serving God is an investment with unparalleled returns. And it's our Father's joy for us to humbly accept his extravagant extravagant rewards in this life and certainly in the one to come. So this morning, I want to encourage you to pursue Christ with all your heart. And then live each day expecting something good to happen.
1: Generosity is about how much you give of what you were blessed by God to have. Stay right there to learn four benefits of being a generous person.
3: On the Bright Side, we'll be right back nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space a constant stream of new innovative lights incredible impulse displays and an industry only buyback guarantee which means nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell so if you own a retail business of any type
1: We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side.
0: So in studying this phenomenon of generosity, I discovered that most people who we all consider to be very generous don't even know why they are so generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. And since they have already embedded generosity as part of their life they don't consider it all that important why they are good at it but if they did think about it I believe that they would acknowledge that having a generous spirit means they are always the beneficiary of their giving they are the beneficiary of their giving and as Christians we ...are also called to be generous. The word says, restore to me the joy of your salvation... ...and uphold me by your generous spirit. So why is it important to be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous... ...is because a generous spirit emulates a character trait... Of Jesus Christ. Christ gave his life for you and me. He allowed himself to go from the highest place. To the lowest place. In order to save our life. No one has ever been more generous to you. Than Jesus Christ. Would you agree with me? That's enough reason. To be generous with what you were blessed to have. That's enough right there. But there's more. Another reason to be generous is because generosity defeats all forms of materialism. Now, the word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that we will always struggle with the temptation of material things. But by exercising generosity in our life, We overcome it by placing the giving to others above our own desires. We defeat the temptation of life, of materialism. Now, another good reason to be generous is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. When we give up what we could have to help something good to give something good to someone else the word says your giving proves the reality of your faith when we give generously we know we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us principles that work into our daily life and finally if we want to be generous because generous giving is an investment in today and in eternity The word gives us many references to how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says, give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. And the Apostle Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings of all Forms, But what is even more exciting than that is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ who died for our sins does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The Lord wants us to develop a kingdom mentality. And understand that our generous spirit is an investment in this life and in the next. Think about that. Did you know that being generous doesn't have much to do with how much you have or how much you give? Being generous is about how much you give of what you were blessed to have. How much you give of what? What? You are blessed to have. Now, do you feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you say, I wish I could be more generous, but I can't? If that's you, you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. I know the Lord will help you get your generous spirit breathing alive in your life today. You just need to take the step to reach out to others with your time and with your talent and with whatever resources that you have. And when you do, the generous spirit that's inspired by God will change you and it will grow you and God will bless you in ways you can't even imagine. And if you'll do that, I promise you, something good will
1: happen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast on the bright side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers?